following is a message at Living Savior Church in Asheville and Hendersonville, North Carolina. To learn more, go to lsavior.org. The children of God are joined to their Heavenly Father in baptism's grace. The children of God know that their Father listens to every one of their prayers. The children of God trust that in all things that are happening, God is working for their eternal good. The children of God have the confidence that though they should die, yet they shall live and be raised unto eternal life. And the children of God are brothers and sisters to one another in the same family. And so we care for one another, we encourage one another, we pray for one another, we support one another, and we warn one another as well. So what if a dear sister in God's family, what if she keeps lying to you? What if she humiliates you? Or a, a brother in the faith, what if, what if what he says puts a black mark on the reputation of God's church? Or what if by whatever you're able to observe, he appears to be wandering away from the family, wandering away from the shepherd's flock? If that should happen, regain your sister. That's what Jesus tells you to do. Regain your brother. According to the gospel today, Jesus equips us to do that very thing as he instructs us to, to bring their guilt to light, to tie it tight or cut it loose, and to ask the Father in the name of his son. But oh, you're quite familiar as am I with what the devil would have us do if a brother or sister sins against you or anyone else and persists in that. If that, if that sin is against you, that lie, if, if that harshness is against you, then you get angry and you talk about him or her. You, you tell an acquaintance, can you believe what, what she did to me? If, if your brother has, has stumbled onto a path that's causing harm for the family or the group a, a, as a whole, you, 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 you discuss him with, with others. You talk about how much you've been hurt by them. Sometimes you and I, in situations like that, we're, we're inclined toward, more toward juicy gossip than anything else, or maybe the better expression, sinful gossip about someone else. Or you know what else the devil would have you or me do? If someone is seriously putting themselves in danger because of what they're doing or what they're saying or they're causing harm to the to the to the family of believers you you don't say anything at all not a word 
And then you convince yourself that's on him. That's on her. Which, according to God's own word, is just as offensive to God as what that brother or sister in the Lord did to you in the first place. The Heavenly Father, in his grace, sent his Son to take on human flesh. And so his Son, whom he sent, had a tongue like yours and mine. And yet never to gossip, never to simply speak ill of somebody else for their sins. No, Jesus, his words, words looking to admonish, looking to forgive. He, the Heavenly Father gave his son a, a mouth like yours and mine so that he might speak the truth in love, including admonishing those who were near and, and dear to him. So there's, what would you say, your obedience to what is a very difficult command of the Lord here. There's my obedience. It's found in Jesus Christ. When you and I pray, our Father who art in heaven, forgive us our sins. We do that with confidence that the Lord Jesus, what he spoke when he chose to not be silent about the sins of others, that's the path to our own forgiveness. His holy life, as we might say, his holy life lived in thought, in deed, and in word for our everlasting forgiveness. When Jesus was instructing disciples like, like you and me, he told them a great deal about the, the gift of forgiveness before the Father. He showed them that he's come to be our rescuer from our sins. But he also taught his disciples, if your brother sins against you or anyone else, go and show him his fault just between the two of you. Perhaps your brother in the faith is your husband and his repeated abuse of alcohol, his drunkenness is is tearing the family apart. Perhaps your sister in the Lord is your sister-in-law and her harsh tongue is, is, is cutting many, many people. Perhaps your, your sister, your brother in the faith is, is your grown child and, and, and the, way she's, the way she's lavishly spending money is, is putting her future and perhaps your family's future at risk. Or perhaps your brother in the Lord, neither you nor anybody else has seen him in God's house for months and months, and he may in fact be neglecting the life-giving word and sacraments. So what to do? Look for a just between the two of you occasion or create a just between the two of you occasion. And, and then when you have that occasion, when you've perhaps made that occasion, listen carefully, allow 
your sister or brother to explain, to, to defend themselves. But if it becomes obvious that, that they've fallen into a sin, then speak the truth. Bring their guilt to light. Do it, do it gently. Do it honestly. Do it as you understand Jesus would, would have you speak to someone else. And then if, if he listens to you, you've, you've won your brother over. If, if she listens to you and acknowledges her guilt and sin before the Lord, you've, you, you've won her over. Being the impatient sort, sometimes I'm catching myself wondering just how often do I, how often do I need to do this? And when I examine the scriptures or when you examine the scripture, do you find that Jesus, he puts no maximum on how often we would have these just between the two of you conversations. In fact, these truth-telling moments uh, about the sin of someone else who you love, uh, they could have to be repeated over and over for weeks, months, even years. I suppose what you have to figure is as long as there's the possibility that, that he or she may acknowledge what they're doing before the Lord and, 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 and look for forgiveness that Christ has, has won for them, as long as there's that possibility, then, then you look to have these conversations. Jesus goes on to say if, if they refuse to listen and if that's become very obvious to you, then you take one or two others along. One or two others that they too might testify to the truth, that they too might witness what is occurring, that, that perhaps they bring a, a slightly different position in life to, in, in relation to this person you care about. And, and then Jesus says if, if your sister or brother still refuses to listen, tell it to the church. No, not as a tattletale, but the church, it has, it has elders who can go and speak the truth to someone in love. Your, your church has, has pastors who can, who, can, who can carry out that task, not in your place, but in addition to what, to what you have done. Perhaps it even comes before the church as a whole so that the church as a whole can, can respond to what their, their dear sister or brother is, is doing. And Jesus says if they refuse to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a, a pagan or a tax collector. In other words, as in his day, an, an outcast in the sense that they can't be regarded as those who are living in forgiveness. They can't be receiving the sacrament for the forgiveness of their sins. Not that that's the goal. That's not the goal. The goal, again, is that by honest words about a sin and the need for repentance that your sister, your brother, they might be regained. So can what you say actually compel someone who's, uh, who's been abusing alcohol to, to, to never do it again the rest of his life? Uh, can, can your honest words with someone speak to her wastefulness or her harsh tongue or his, his, his neglecting the word of God in his life? 
Can you stop somebody from sinning in the future? That sounds kind of silly, doesn't it? After all, you and I are, are sin, sinners from birth to death ourselves, and, and certainly we cannot stop sinning. But again, that's not the goal because it's not Jesus' goal. After giving these instructions, go and bring his guilt to light. Maybe take one or two others along. Tell it to the church. After giving these instructions, Jesus says, Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. Sam is the old gold prospector with, with his with his trusty mule. And, and, and where Sam is prospecting for gold, the, the, that, that particular place is played out. There's no more to be found. So he's going to relocate. So what he does is he, is he loads up his, his bedroll and his tent and he, he packs up his, his pots and pans and his shovel and his pickaxe and his rifle and he, and he ties them all on the back of his of his trusty mule. And then they head off up the mountain pass, down into the valley, across the stream, and all along Sam is checking that the, that the load is tied tight, that it, that it doesn't fall off. But Sam is also a, a merciful gold prospector. And when it's time to stop, he, he, he unties the ropes, he, he, he loosens the straps, he he takes the load off of his mule so that his mule can rest. Your sister in the faith won't listen to you when you bring her, her sin to light. Then you make sure that she knows that the, the load of guilt rests entirely on her shoulders. Tell her that those who don't acknowledge their wrongdoing before God, they they enjoy no, re no rest, no peace before him. He won't confess what he's been doing, the way he's been speaking. He, he, tell him that before God in heaven, there is this, this heavy load of guilt and the punishment that goes with it, and that's, that's his to carry to, to death and to hell. Tie it tight. Whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. In other words, you're announcing simply what's true before God in heaven. But if she listens, if, if, if she acknowledges before you that what she's been doing has been wrong, has been hurtful, has been offensive before God, if he listens and he fesses up be, before you that, yes, this, this is a sin before the Lord and he's sorry for what he has done, then don't wait another second. But untie the load of the guilt and the punishment that goes with it. Untie it and, 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 and tell him or her that's what Christ carried to the cross for you. That's the guilt for which he suffered in your place. And that guilt taken away from you, that load set aside, the Lord grants as you too as well. He grants forgiveness freely as his most marvelous gift. Whatever you loose 
on earth will have been loosed in heaven. So what do you think, Jesus said? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 in the hills and, and go look for the one that, that wandered off? If your brother in the Lord has wandered away from the life-giving word of sacraments of the Lord God, if your sister has wandered away from a life of repenting for her wrongs, if, 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 they're, if they put their very eternal soul in danger, yeah, won't you do what Jesus talks about in his short parable? And, and, and perhaps even leave other responsibilities behind so that you can go and find her and him and, and have conversations and, and, and bring their guilt to light and bring, bring them back to the flock? Yeah. But people are so complicated, you say. You never know how they're going to respond. There may be anger and tears and how dare you say something like that to me. There may be accusations and suddenly you're talking about your own guilt before God. People are complicated and you, you never know what, what's going on in their mind and in their heart and, and, and what a risk that would be. Perhaps, again, wiser, safer, be silent, be quiet, just kind of let, 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 let the sheep wander off. Except, do you not have a solid Christian friend that you can confide in her and, and seek her advice about what to say and how to say it? Does your church not have a pastor, maybe even two, who have been trained in matters of our sin and God's grace in Christ who have been trained in that, that they can help you and advise you not to take your place, but to help you with what to say and, and even how to say it. And lest I forget, do you not have a Father in heaven to whom this is very important work, and Jesus his Son who makes a very important promise to you? in regard to this very task that he gives to all those members of God's family, as we, as we show our concern for a brother or a sister who's sinning against us or against somebody else and, and refusing to repent. In the very setting of that, Jesus speaks about not you doing this alone, but you with one or two others, those whom you confide in, those who advise you, those who help you, those who support you. And in that very setting, he says, again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree on anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. Not alone. Never alone. Even if it's just between the two of you, Never alone, but with, with others who are praying for your efforts and with a Lord Jesus who is with you. 
Sometimes love and discretion tells you you're right now not in a position to talk with that particular fellow sinner. Sometimes wisdom says right now all you can do is pray for them. Although that all you can do before God is a powerful thing. But sometimes, let's be honest with one another, you or I are the persons in the best position. You with that person you love and know. You with that person who you know is committing this sin against the Lord. You in that position and I in my position in life the best persons the, in, in the best position to, to have these conversations. So, what does Jesus say? Regain your brother by bringing his guilt to light and admonishing him. Regain your sister with the hope that she acknowledges what she's doing and she stops the finger pointing and simply confesses before the Lord as you and I must confess every day of our lives. I've sinned against you, Lord, and I'm sorry. Regain your brother and sister and as you make that effort, ask the Lord for wisdom and courage. Ask him to give you the, 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 the same amount of love that he shows to you every day. And then put your trust in the promise that could not be more clear. That when you, when you bring your sister or brother back into the family, when you go off to, 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 to seek out and find and bring back the, the sheep that has wandered, you do this with the Lord Jesus Christ with you every step of the way, every word that's spoken. God bless you and me, not simply for our own sake, right? God bless you and me as we do this with truth and love for the benefit of others.